Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. They say it's in your blood, a game that can't be won, only played. A love affair that satisfies the soul and frustrates the intellect. The greatest game ever played. Golf. It's real. And this is Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of legendary golfer Billy Casper. Talking golf with you for more than two decades. And now, here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome in to an open championship edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor alongside Bob Casper, who's the son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, did not win a Claret Jug, two U.S. Opens, and the 1970 Masters champ. But I know, Bob, one of the things your dad always said is if he could go back, he would have played more British Opens or Open Championships because he really felt like it suited his game. Yeah, the first time he went over there was in 1968. They played at Carnoustie. You and I had a chance to play with them there in 2005 um, when we were over there for the Open Championship at St. Andrews. But, um, you know, he was leading the golf tournament until about the 14th or 15th hole, and he hit it left on this on the par five and, and hit it into the gorse and, and made a number, and Gary Player went on to win the golf tournament. He really felt... Like he had a chance to win that very first one that he played, let alone his game, that his game favored that type of of uh, play and links golf and getting the ball on the ground, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, your dad was a great ball striker, obviously a great putter and a lag putter. You've seen some of the videos of uh, him taking down Arnold Palmer at Olympic Club and the long putts that he hold with the hands going in the air and the putter kind of flopping around a little bit. Uh, yeah, really, really cool stuff. So, uh, yeah, uh, Billy Casper would have been uh, good if he could have played over there a little bit more. But it was a different time, and the players are playing for a lot of money. Money is part of the conversation this week. Martin Slumbers addressed that and the viability of having John Giant purses going forward. We'll talk about that. Golf course is an interesting one. The final three holes are tough. And you're talking about a 17th hole par three, the eye. And uh, as Zinger was calling it, maybe it should be the evil eye. But uh, that one's uh, certainly controversial. And 18, nonetheless, it's got out of bounds, in course out of bounds, all down the right-hand side, which is perplexing and destroying a lot of players' scorecards through the halfway point of the Open Championship. We're going to get into it all. Greg Allen, good friend of ours. He does uh, Ireland National radio rte he will join us uh we had a chance to catch up with him kind of midway through the second round and get a little bit of a feel for what it's like over there ryan ballinger from golfnewsnet.com stops by america's favorite caddy as well who's been tweeting us throughout not a fan of royal liverpool uh as based on his 
text. Or the last two holes. His last text comment. We'll get into it all next right here on Real Golf Radio. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up, palm down, and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Score Back to School is on, and Staples has great prices on everything you need for your best year yet. Save on notebooks. Save on headphones and laptops. Save on pens, markers, and all the essentials. And right now at Staples, save up to 60% on select notebooks, markers, and more. School on, save on at Staples, where school savings are always in session. And 729 Prices may vary in-store and online. Progressive presents an ad from Mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive Bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again? Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-345-2789-800-345-2789. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah, where real estate sales are heating up. If you want to be part of this, there's an opportunity to own it, put it in a rental program where you can have a vacation home that helps to pay for itself when you're not using it and have all access to all the amenities that Black Desert has to offer from the water park and the nice spa that they're putting into resort 
Resort Center Hotel, the restaurants, the shopping, the trails, the hiking, biking, all of that. And, of course, the crown jewel, which is the Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course, and it's there for you. Go to blackdesertresort.com to find out how you can be a part of it before it's too late. Blackdesertresort.com. You know, they do have bunkers there, Bob, at Black Desert. They don't have these kinds of bunkers. In fact, you have to pretty much go across the pond to find these revetted face bunkers. Yep. Uh, let's just start Sod with the bunkers. bunkers. Let's start with them. What, do you like them? I mean, it's obviously a hallmark of Lynx style golf, right? So I, I guess yeah. asking you whether you like it is is asking you whether or not you like, you know, pin flags. It's just part of the game over there, I guess. It is 100% part of the game. And the idea behind all of this before the week even started, and as guys were watching this and as they've looked and watched, um, you know, what has transpired there the last two times it's played, you got to keep it out of the bunkers. And if you drive it in the bunkers, if you push it too far up the fairway, this is my opinion, and you bring those bunkers into play, it is going to make your life miserable because you can't get it up and down or you can't advance it to the greens out of these bunkers in the fairways. So you're going to have to just pitch out, take your poison, um, and then try to hit it on the green and, and save your par. So having said that, uh, they've done some things to soften them up a little bit between the first and the second round, but the bunkers around the greens are no um, easy fair either. And, you know, a lot of guys on tour, a lot of professional golfers, if they're out of play and, um, and they don't really have a chance to get it to the hole, they'll hit it in a bunker and get it up and down because bunkers are consistent and you have a a really good chance of getting it up and down out of a bunker for the most part. Well, not these ones. And uh, these ones are placed in very, very good spots, and they're extremely difficult. You know what's interesting in the setup of this golf course, especially that 18th hole, which gets so much attention, dogleg right, 600-yard uh, plus, par right. five, uh, out of bounds all down the right hand side it, the out of bounds juts out into the fairway and then it cuts sharply to the right and follows the fairway all the way up to you know past the green well there's strategic pot bunkers placed on the the corner of the dog leg on the far side on the left that you'd want to try to avoid but in order to try to avoid those pot bunkers you got to flirt with the out of bounds on the right and uh, and then you've again pot bunkers heavily bunkering the left side of the green with out of bounds to the right. Not only that, but they also know where the wind is and the slopes of the green that slope off into these pot bunkers. So it's, you think about the way they can set this up. They, not only do they have the bunkers, not only do they have the out of bounds, they also have the wind that will absolutely change the way this whole plays. So if they're looking at forecasted wind directions, they can adjust the pin location accordingly and really change exactly how that hole is played. Think about it if the wind was blowing right to left help. Okay, now you just bomb it over the corner of the out of bounds. You don't even worry about it because the wind's going to drift it left. You're going to not take. You're going to take all those left pot bunkers out of play, and you're just going to absolutely go, you know, air raid on on that hole and probably hit a a mid to short iron into that green and have an opportunity to make eagle. But as it's been going, it's the other way. So they have to play away from it. I started to wonder why doesn't someone, if you're really, if you're really gripping. You know, and you really don't feel like you've got the shot or you can't quit thinking about that out of bounds, which, by the way, as I've watched these best (laughs) players in the world, it makes me feel a little bit better about some of the holes on my club that I play where there's (laughs) out of bounds on the right. And I can't quit thinking about it and sometimes hit it up in there. But I I keep wondering, you know, you have an out when you're playing professional golf and that's the grandstands. 
I'm still yeah. waiting for somebody to just haul off and rip a three wood right up into the tenth row of that grandstand, drop it right on the inside of it, chip it up, and make your birdie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly, that, that it's it could be as simple as that. And, and I did see, by the way, the drop zone. It's in the fescue. It's not like you get a perfect drop like right. you do at the PGA Tour. Correct. But Correct. still, I'd rather be in the fescue drop zone than I would any of those bunkers, and certainly out of bounds. And certainly out of bounds, and and having so we we saw Ricky Fowler in the first round hit two balls with his second shot out of bounds to the right, ends up making a triple bogey. We saw Terrell Hatton yeah. in the second round hits two three woods off the tee, right, out of bounds, hits his driver, then way left over by the first green, which is why don't guys hit it over there? Mm-hmm. And and then ends up making a nine. Um, we saw Brooks Kepka make a double bogey on the final 18th hole. But we saw Scotty Scheffler uh, hit a perfect three-wood, then hit it up in the front right bunker, um, got it up and down, and made birdie to make the cut at at uh, plus three. So, you know, there's a lot of options. These guys are the best players in the world. And what makes these holes very, very difficult is the wind that's coming in on 17 from right to left, at about 15 to 20 miles an hour. And then the wind on 18 going left to right um, and trying to, and the guys trying to keep it away from that out of bounds down the right-hand side. These are the best players in the world. They're struggling on these holes, but you know what? I have no, I don't feel sorry for them. Okay. This golf course, if there was no wind, they would tear it up. Tiger and Rory both shot 17 and 18 under par to win here at uh, Royal Liverpool. We've got a halfway mark at 10 under par. I don't think it's going to finish at 10 under par because we've got weather and wind and and some rain coming in for the next for the final two rounds. So, um, you know what? It's going to be fun to watch. It's going to be fun to see how guys handle what's going on with the wind and the weather and and the rain and all that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, I, I'm very entertained so far. My whole feeling is don't push it up the fairway and get it into those bunkers like Tiger didn't do and was hitting a lot of irons off the tees. He only hit one driver. These guys are all thinking power game and get it up there as far as you can and be more aggressive. And that's not working out greatly. It isn't. And, you know, uh, Zinger pointed that out. The, the Tiger secret, a Tiger, not, it's not really a secret. The Tiger combination to success was keep it out of the bunkers and don't three keep putt. Keep it out. Because yep. you're going to have a lot of long putts. And these are slower greens, right? They're, yep. they're probably putting, I think I, I was reading 10 and maybe 10 yep. and a half. So yep. a normal tour green is going to be pushing 13, you know, maybe Correct. maybe even faster in, on some of them. So you, you've got some room to get a little bit aggressive with the putter, but you've, your lag putts are so huge. You've just got to avoid the the missing the lag to the point where you leave yourself with a long you know putt for par, uh, for instance. So uh, let me ask you this though: uh, staying on this 18th hole, and I don't need I don't need to mm-hmm. beat this to death, but Ricky Fowler hit two irons out of bounds. I don't. There's not too many players that laid up. Now, on the one hand, now Ricky was two under par at the time. He was looking to make eagle or birdie. He was just coming off a couple of birdies. He was looking to make eagle or birdie and be within a couple of shots of the lead, tied for third, I think, at the time. And he ends up making that triple bogey and falls to plus one down in the tied for 40-something. So that was the big swing there. 
being this early in the tournament, is there, and even going forward, especially if you're Brian Harmon, what's to say you don't just hit a wedge up there, wedge it up short of everything, hit another wedge up on the green, and if you happen to make birdie, great. If not, make your par. I don't know that that the reward is worth the risk, but I haven't really seen guys lay up. It's almost like it's just too much there. It's, it's too tempting. Now, let me just give you my other side of that thought is okay. it's a major championship. you got to go out and win it. And so you've got to take the opportunity to, to knock one up there and make an eagle, make a birdie, pick up a couple, especially when you find yourself this far behind a guy in Brian Harmon that just seems to have unlocked the, the secret to playing out here where everybody else hasn't. Well, Brian Harmon, uh, he had two great days of golf and is at 10 under par, shot six under par in the second round with no bogeys and an eagle on that final hole, okay? Because he had an iron into the green and he hit it 15 feet and made the putt. Okay, my my opinion also is if if you've got to get it that far back, that this hole is 50 yards longer than what they what Rory and Tiger played it. Mm-hmm. So when you've got it that far back and you're not hitting an iron, um, then my opinion is, you know what? Don't push the issue. I, I think that's what you've got to remember about Lynx Golf and these bunkers and everything that about this week. It's a survival. It's almost like kind of U.S. Open survival. Don't push the issue. Take your opportunities where you get them, but don't push the issue, especially on the last couple of holes uh, when the alternative could be tournament over. Um, double digits over par. Yeah, tournament if over. If you make a mistake, tournament over. And interesting, you mo- you pointed out U.S. Open because I believe it was ten under par at the halfway point of the U.S. Open at L.A. as well. Hey, coming up next, uh, as we mentioned, Greg Allen from RTE, Ireland National Golf Radio. So he joined us midway through the second round for a little scene setter and some opinions on the golf course and the players. Stay tuned. That's next on an Open Championship edition of Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968-That's 800-817-2968. If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call 
Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, if you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable, priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear, nothing shows on the back of your ear, and at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case, and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number, call now. 800-278-1738-800-278-1738-800-278-1738 That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Good to have you aboard in an open championship edition of the show. And as you know, we're not across the pond at Royal Liverpool, but a good friend of ours who we would probably be sitting close to or nearby is a golf commentator for RTE. That's Irish National Radio. He's a good friend of ours. We sit next to him at Augusta, U.S. Open, PGA Championship. Greg Allen is our guest. Greg, how are you? I'm very good. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Thanks for taking a few minutes. I know you're really busy over there trying to cover all that's going on. Let's start with Rory McIlroy because uh, obviously he gets a lot of attention, but uh, he's the pre-tournament favorite coming in this week. He was fist pumping uh, there to to shoot one under par on his second round, and I guess you, you know he said he was pleased with that, but all of a sudden looks up at the leaderboard and he's nine shots behind. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, I think, though, Brian Harmon has uh, put on a really stellar show here for two days, uh, 67-65 on this course. Uh, this is playing more like a Carnoustie course than, say, uh, a 20-under Royal Croon or, or St. Andrews at whatever, 18-19-under, as we've seen in the past. This is playing like a really tough links, more U.S. Open level of uh, difficult scoring. And I think anybody who's in red figures right now is feeling as though they've played pretty good golf to get to the halfway point. There's a par 71. Now, length isn't a big issue. It's 7,400 yards or thereabouts. You know, it's cooler temperatures than you'd have in a PGA Tour event, so the ball doesn't go quite as far. But at the same time, it's links turf, so the ball hits the ground and runs this. It's not the firmest links turf that we've been. We've had a very wet summer uh, here in this part of the world. So the course is actually playing pretty nice. The rough is fairly juicy, so it is a real threat. There's a lot of gorse on the course. But the main uh, defense of this course, which has led to the scoring, which apart from Brian Harmon has been pretty average, has been the bunkers. The bunkers are, it's probably among the best bunkering of any links course that there is. But then again, it's a really flat course. It needs something. So this course probably is defined by its bunkering and it's very fine bunkering. And that's why we've got one man at 10 under par, which is exceptional, but nobody else better than five under. And, uh, you know, George's feet, five under, 
Tommy Fleetwood Five under best of the rest, so to speak. So after that, it's uh, you know there's what twenty or thirty players in red figures. That's all one one fifth of the field are, are thereabouts. So in the first round, Greg seemed like most of the guys were getting their ball if they hit it in the bunker up close to the faces, and they changed that after the first round and kind of sloped it a little bit more to allow the balls to get away from the faces. Your thoughts on what the RNA did with kind of easing those off a little bit? Well, well last night we saw that the match involving Rory Mann come to the 18th, and both of them had pretty much unplayable lies. The ball was wedged at the very base of the the face of the bunkers, and these are very steep, sheer, rivet face bunkers, maybe, you know, four feet, five feet tall, and McElroy had his ball right underneath uh, the, the actual face of the bunker, as did Ram, and there were many more instances of that during uh, the round yesterday. And what was notable was that the sand uh, line in the bunkers was extremely flat, so when the ball got into the bunkers or in the face, it didn't roll down into a position in the bunker where a shot could be played easily and it was staying right underneath the face of the bunkers if it so landed in that spot because there was no camber at all. And because the base of the bunkers was flat yesterday and that was the reason we had so many of those issues, I think your and A decided that they didn't necessarily want to have the tournament uh, determined by bunkering, which was a bit probably close to being unfair. Uh, although, you know, bunkers are hazards. They're supposed to be difficult. And maybe the word fair is the wrong word, but uh, in their wisdom, for whatever reason, and I think probably nobody was complaining among the 156 players in the field, overnight the green staff went to every single one of the bunkers and raked the sand into a position underneath the faces, basically raked the sand up the faces to give a little bit of a chance of the ball to run back down into the bunker, away from the face, even two or three feet to allow players to actually play bunker shots rather than play backwards out of the bunkers, which we actually saw a bit of today as well, but we saw much more yesterday uh, players actually playing backwards out of a bunker. In fact, we saw Brian Harmon today play backwards out of a bunker and then hold his chip by hitting the flag on 14, I think it was. So, you know, it's still happening. There's still very severe bunkers. But I go back to what I was saying. This course is very flat, uh, with, with the exception of the 17th, which is a par three, which has been created, uh, built uh, into a sort of a high tabletop uh, green. But apart from that, it's a very flat course and it needs something. And the strategic bunkering here is having is causing the players some fits off the team because they just really can't, on some holes, find a really strong line down the fairway. Tiger Woods so famously won the Open Championship around here and hitting one driver all uh, all week, and the rest were irons or, or clubs of less than driver off the tee for the same reason because the bunkering is so so strategic and and, and really brilliant to be honest. Greg Allen, golf commentator, RTE Ireland, is joining us here on Real Golf Radio. He's over at Hoylake and the Open Championship. I'm trying to get a feel. What, what is the media center? What's the feel or the vibe in the in the press room there about the golf course and the setup and maybe even the adjustments there in the bunkers? I, I guess I could see some people, some golf fans, some purists saying, you know, why do they need to make it the bunkers easier for these players? Or I've also been hearing maybe the golf course is a lot tougher than than what it should be for for this kind of a championship. What's the sense that you're seeing? Oh, I think the the sense is that because it is a golf course that 
is fairly featureless in lots of ways if you just look at it as a, you know, you know the way that you like to have uh, a few feature holes in a golf course. Other than this 17th hole, the par three, the short par three, which has only been built specially for this championship or ahead of this championship. This golf course, uh, I've played it four times. I, I struggle to remember holes mm. on this golf course, even coming here this week. So, you know, it probably needed something, um, to be honest, I think. In what's the reaction to the way the course is set up? There's no negative reaction other than that element of the bunkers being perhaps prepared in a way which was a bit too severe. And it didn't take a huge amount to make them less severe, just the green staff raking the sand up into the bunker faces so that there's some rolled off from the bunker faces down into the bunkers. So, you know, it's, it's, it is fair. I mean, the golf course is yielding plenty of birdies. Like there are, like it's about 20% of the field under par figures. We have 10 under leading, albeit only one player in double figures. And, and as I said, nobody else better than 500 as I'm speaking. So effectively, it's playing fair, and there's no complaints about it at all. It's not like, you know, maybe Carnoustie in 1999 when it was very clear to most observers that they fertilized the rough to make it even nastier, car nastier than it, mm-hmm. than it normally is. There's no sense that there's anything anything like that been done here. Um, it's, it's been well received. One of the big stories of the tournament so far is Matthew Jordan. He plays on the DP World Tour. He qualified to play in this Open Championship, and he's also a member there at Royal Liverpool. He was the first one to tee off as well, and, you know, he's playing some good golf. He's under par and uh, tied for sixth as we're speaking. Yeah, and, you know, he he joined here as a seven-year-old. There's there's a very (laughs) sort of touching uh, and, you know, cute video of him as a seven-year-old swinging a golf club. Very good swing for a seven-year-old, I have to be said. So I'm not surprised he's a, a tour player on the DP World Tour and doing well here at, at three under. Currently, as I'm speaking, tied for sixth place. He was first off yesterday. He was the first player to hit a shot at 25 to seven on Thursday in the morning. And uh, he, he compiled a very nice round of 70 yesterday, got under par figures, made the first birdie of the championship. Uh, and here he is in contention. And yeah, but, you know, the Open Championship has historically, you know, been good for players with local knowledge who have, you know, qualified perhaps through pre-qualifying. Lots of players love, love the Open because the familiarity of links uh, golf underfoot is something in this part of the world which is regarded as the true form of golf. I'm not saying that Parkland golf isn't the true form of golf, Personally, I actually prefer parkland golf. But Lynx golf is what we have in this part of the world that makes this part of the world unique to play in, whether it's Ireland, whether it's these great Lynx courses of England, and, of course, Scotland. And uh, so when you get a, an English or an Irish or a Scottish player doing well in, in Lynx, in a, on Lynx at, at a, an Open Championship, it's no surprise. And, you know, there's every possibility that someone like Tommy Fleetwood, who's grew up only 20 miles away and knows this place pretty well and knows Lynx turf extremely well and was runner-up to Shane Lowry in the Open in Port Rush four years ago. It could well be somebody who loves that feeling of Lynx golf under their feet who triumphs this week. Greg Allen, RTE Ireland, joining us from the Open Championship. And Fleetwood is where I was going next. We obviously talked about Spieth, who's making a nice little run. And, uh, you know, surprised that the past champion has, has actually, as quiet as he's been the last few years, he's actually had pretty good finishes in the Open. But Tommy Fleetwood's a guy that I've been watching. He's been on my radar. He's been one of my picks for the last couple of majors. I just feel like he's... 
you know, he's just such a good ball striker and he feels like he's knocking on the door. What are, what's your sense with Fleetwood in the home game and, and how fitting would it be if he were to finally get a win on his home soil when he lost in a playoff at the Canadian Open to a Canadian who finally got a win on their home soil? Yeah, yeah. And that Canadian Open was an amazing tournament to watch. And, you know, Nick Taylor won it brilliantly. But Tommy was a big part of that. And it was, you know, if he had been a PGA Tour winner, I think it's one of the, the goals of his career. Obviously, it's one of the goals of his career. But Tommy's playing really well at the moment. He shot 63 at the U.S. Open. And, of course, he had that 63 in Shinnecock back in 2018 when Brooks kept the one. And, you know, he's a big, big championship player. He was the guy who faced up uh, Shane Lowry on the final day in, in Fort Rush. And, and, you know, that was much closer. I know it was a six-shot win at the end, but that was much closer on the front nine than it appeared. And Tommy was, uh, you know, a proper opponent and got the feeling of being in the last match in the golf course that day, you know, what it's like to actually contend in an open championship all the way to the finish line. Um, and I think Tommy's ready for this. Um, this is a huge, you know, home support territory for him. And he said yesterday, you know, how, how do you deal with that? Because, you know, home support brings with it a lot of expectation and maybe a bit of pressure because the crowd are wishing you to do so well. But he just simply said in his interview yesterday, how can you not love this? Everybody wishing you well. These are the good times. You've got to appreciate them. So that's the right way to turn around home advantage. Or as some people might think of it, sort of home disadvantage because of the pressure of expectation of the crowd willing you to do well. He's dealing with it great. And one of the reasons for that is he is one of the best guys out here. Whether it's on the PGA Tour or the DP World Tour, Tommy is just a very warmly loved character. He came across to the Irish Open, uh, I think two years ago in Mount Juliet, and the crowd absolutely loved him, mainly because he was such a sporting second place finisher to Shane Lowry in 2019, and everybody warmed to him there in Port Rush, and uh, he would be a hugely popular winner. And uh, I like the cut of his jib around here. He, he's in a ball striking zone at the moment, which is um, really, really sweet. And not every... Uh, Lynx is a ball striking uh, test. I mean, we know now these days St. Andrews just aimed left the whole time. You should be safe enough because there's no rough of any great significance too too often around uh, St. Andrews. I mean, Royal Troon, you know, gave us a 20 under par. This is going to be far from that. This is going to be a ball striker's week. And Tommy's a ball striker. So having said that, the weather on Lynx golf courses is critical to keep scores in check, so to speak. You've had some wind already this week. What does the weather look like the rest of the week? And what do you think those final scores are going to be at? At the moment, the way things look, um, you know, double figures. Where Brian Harmon is right now, 10 under par, could be it. Um, so that's saying to Brian Harmon, can you shoot two rounds of 71 or the equivalent? 142 strokes from here on. And that's not going to be that easy. We've just seen Rory McIlroy play pretty well for two days and shoot 141 for the first two days. So asking Brian Harmon to stay at 10 under is a lot. You know, you never know what happens on moving day tomorrow, uh, how they'll set up the course. Will they set it up for, uh, you know, birdies? And if birdies are going to be made tomorrow in maybe a softer setup, does Brian Harmon's nerve handle sleeping on a possibly big lead going into the third round? And, you know, Lots of factors can upset the equilibrium of a halfway leader in the major, as we have seen countless times down the decade. So, you know, Brian Harmon's lead uh, at 10 under par could be the winning score, whether it's Brian Harmon or someone from behind. You know, looking at it right now, like, look who's popped on the, the leaderboard. Brooks Kepka started with around the 70, and he's just picked up a birdie on the fifth of par five. Suddenly, he's inside the top 10. Like, 
they're gathering behind him. You know, Rory's at one under, Kepka's at two under, and they're two of the real favourites. And obviously Fleetwood in form is at four under, he's just dropped a shot. Um, but uh, Jordan Spieth is giving chase. Uh, as I'm looking at the leaderboard right now, three birdies in the first eight holes. And, you know, Spieth, I mean, he is, uh, he spoke in his press conference yesterday. I, I, I saw him, he seemed extremely comfortable with the position he's in with his game right now. He just doesn't feel the results are getting, he's getting the, out of his game what he should feel he gets in terms of results. But this is a guy who's won the Open before uh, in 2017. So we have to respect Jordan Speed because he's just a, mercur- a mercurial sort of player with tons of talent. Can he do it for four days? That's the question, but he's right up there as well. So yeah, I, I think um, we're going to see something in double figures at the end of the week uh, weekend be the winner, uh, which would require Rory McIlroy to shoot a 65, 66 or something like that maybe tomorrow. You know, and Or somebody has to do it because I do think that uh, it will be double figures as a winning total. Well, Greg, we appreciate your insights and always fun to talk golf with you. Miss seeing you this week, but enjoy the rest of the weekend, and we'll talk again real soon. Cheers, Bob. Cheers, Brian. Yep, appreciate it. Greg Allen, golf commentator for RTE, Ireland National Radio, and a good friend of ours uh, we sit next to on Radio Row at a lot of the major championships, uh, giving us some insight from Hoylake and Royal Liverpool at the Open Championship. Hope you enjoyed that. More of the show coming up next. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone. There are currently 2 million American spouses and children whose family member was killed or disabled in defense of our country, which is why I founded the Folds of Honor, providing educational scholarships to the families of 1% of the Americans who protect our freedom. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Thank you for supporting the Folds of Honor. Please join our squadron today. Your $13 a month speaks volumes and changes lives forever. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade, but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. 
The new Tri-Hot 5K. It's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. To Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. And this segment is brought to you in part by Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. Thanks again for joining us. Open Championship Edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Twitter handle is at Real Golf. Find us on SiriusXM 203, iHeartRadio on Sports Byline and GNN channels. And where your favorite podcasts are found, our flagship station is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. We've been talking golf with you for wrapping up 24 years, and we're excited that you are joining us, and I hope you'll give us a follow and, and check us out on a weekly basis. All right, Open Championship. Uh, we just talked and heard from Greg Allen from RTE. It's Ireland's national radio. He's a good dude. He's got great takes. And uh, this was my favorite in talking about Tommy Fleetwood. He would be a hugely popular winner. And uh, I like the cut of his jib around here. He's in a ball striking zone at the moment, which is um, really, really sweet. Which part of that are we going to unpack, Bob? (laughs) The 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 cut of his jig? That's my favorite one. I like the cut of his jib around here. I've never heard that before. <laughs> that is brilliant. I I'm gonna I gotta find ways to use that brilliant. in my regular language now. I wait one more time. I like the cut of his jib around here. I mean, I love that. So not only that, but he said he'd be a hugely popular winner. We know that, right? The oh, fact of that course he, he would. He's staying in his home. He's driving an hour and, uh, away and each each way. But he said it's you know you can't miss it. You can't beat it. You stay in your own bed, play with the kids. He think he said uh, out in the garden. I believe he said he does and just hanging out. Nice. And then he yep. drives back. So uh, hometown, Bob, we saw him at, w- w- in that playoff against Nick Taylor in Canada. Now, clearly mm-hmm. that was a partisan crowd for Nick being a Canadian, right? And and you really right. wanted to pull for him to win. I kind of have those same sort of feelings a little bit for Fleetwood, given his growing up in Southport just less than an hour away. Yeah, uh, it's only about 20 miles down the road. Uh, I can remember going to the British Open or the Open Championship with my dad when he played in Southport. In fact, uh, the first time I ever went to Morocco, this is kind of an in- interesting story, we went to the British Open, and it was in Southport. Um, it used to be that they had a 36-hole cut and a 54-hole cut in the mm. British Open. Interesting. My dad um, made the 36-hole cut and the 54-hole cut, and then the first time I ever went to Morocco was was – uh, right after that week, because we are already over on that side of the the hemisphere. So um, <clears throat> the British Open is has always been fun. We had a great time when we went over and got to play golf with my dad at Carnoustie. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I've been over there a few times, but uh, it's uh, 
it's definitely cool to be able to play those golf courses and to play that type of golf, uh, Lynx golf. Tommy Fleetwood's five back. He's played in eight opens, missed the cut in his first three, but since that time, his worst finish is 33rd with a second and a fourth in two of the last three. Um, as far as all major championships go, he has six top five finishes, including a pair of runner-ups, and then he has this unique distinction. He has two rounds of 63 yeah. In final rounds of a U.S. Open, which is just Correct. remarkable, at L.A. Country Club North and Shinnecock Hills out in the Hamptons. So impressive stuff. Six top five finishes, as I mentioned. 66 is his lowest opening round at the Open, which is what he shot on Thursday. He had six birdies and a bogey. Um, by the way, interesting little side note here. Second most rounds of 66 or better in major since 2017. Brooks Kepka has 14. Tommy Fleetwood and Jordan Spieth have 11. So wow. obviously this is a guy that knows how to play uh, open championship golf. He knows how to p- shoot low in major championship golf. He was my pick coming in. He just seems that he's in form. Tied for fifth at the U.S. Open. Tied for sixth last week at the Scottish Open. Lost in the playoff in the Canadian Open. It's all opens for, uh, for um, Tommy Fleetwood. And the problem is he's got five shots open between him and Brian Harmon. Well, and, you know, the thing you have to understand about this type of situation, Brian Harmon, if he comes out and plays a phenomenal round of golf tomorrow, um, not a lot of guys are going to get near to near to him. But having said that, he's got guys from two under par up to 10, and there's, and there's not, um, you know, there's only six or seven guys behind him. Uh, Brian Harmon, if he were to have a few hiccups, um, guys are going to come flying in and uh, catch him because I think there's some there's some good scores out of the guys that are behind him. Tommy Fleetwood could could shoot a really good one. Jason Day, um, Jordan Spieth, Rory McIlroy could shoot a really good one and get right back in the mix. And that's what you look for on a moving day in a major championship, especially the Open Championship, as some guys get out earlier they can they can shoot a score and get themselves right into the mix and then it all comes down to a sunday and a back nine on a sunday especially on this golf course brian Harmon, 67 65 that 132 that's the same number tiger and rory both shot through 36 holes when they went on to win their opens there at liverpool so he's he's in good company the interesting thing bob is that he's brian Harmon. he's not tiger and he's not rory right he's not bobby jones you start looking at, you know, and Brando picked up on this. Look, in, in this modern era, you're seeing the best players that are being identified and end up rising to the top at Liverpool. Okay, that's mm-hmm. easy to say when it was Tiger and Rory. Well, now it's Brian Harmon. So if you're sticking with Brandel and his prediction, then you would have to suspect that somebody like a Jordan Spieth Tommy Fleetwood doesn't necessarily fit that bill. I think Brando was thinking Scotty Scheffler. You were thinking Scott. I was. A lot of us were thinking hard not to pick Scotty Scheffler. I also picked. I also picked. Um, in talking with the guys on the local radio station, I picked Jordan Spieth. Uh, I just felt, and the reason I did um, is because Jordan has not played well. He's missed a bunch of cuts. But he says he loves playing Lynx golf because you have to be creative. You have to figure out wins. You have to figure out how to hit it downwind, hit it into the wind, uh, flight it down. And you have to be more artistic. And I think sometimes he gets a little too mixed up in mechanics of his swing and all that kind of thing. And I like 
the thought of him thinking that I just need to go out and hit shots and and let it flow. And that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm excited about him being at two under par and tied for seventh currently, even though he's eight shots behind. Yeah, it's an interesting thought there. You're talking about a guy that he, his mind will be so preoccupied or is so preoccupied at an open championship because of all the variables. He doesn't have any capacity to focus on swing. Right. That's what you're saying, right. I, which is interesting. Yep. I, I hadn't thought about that before, but I see that. Here's what's in, surprised me about Jordan Spieth, because we sort of look at Jordan as having struggled a little bit since he went on and won at Burkdale back in 2017. But when you look at his open championship record, he has three top tens and a tie for 20th uh, since that W, including a runner-up two years ago. So it's not as if he's completely gone away especially in the open championship. He's been right there in contention. Three top tens. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, and yeah. again, you got to remember there was a COVID year in there when they, when they didn't play. So um, that pretty much every year, including his win, he's been in contention. I also like that he didn't have any three putts. Um, that's always a big thing for Jordan Spieth. Where, where, is, where is Jordan's putter going to go? And he seems to be... Oh, at least he looks a little bit more comfortable. Before we completely leave him, and I know we got to take a quick break, just, just on Brian Harmon, he's played seven opens. He missed the cut in four of them, but when he's playing, he's playing well. He tied for six last year. He's coming off his best finish. Wow. So, yeah. you know, maybe maybe there's something about that too. Maybe something about being a little bit lower to the ground, uh, you know, <laughs> that, that keep, keep him out of the wind, wind a little bit. Wind doesn't affect you as much. Maybe not. Hey, we'll take a short break. We'll wrap up hour one next. You're listening to an open edition of Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them, and it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. 
That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you here on an open edition of Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. Still to come on the back nine, Brian Ballinger from GolfNewsNet.com, America's favorite caddy as well. Um, so Martin Slumbers from the RNA had his annual press conference, and it was interesting. Of course, they were talked about uh, the rollback of the golf ball. They talked about uh, the, the live golf scenario. And one of the things he said is, look, we didn't ban anybody from live golf. Um, but he also talked about the fact that they, they wanted to make sure the best player, there was an avenue for the best players, talked about world golf rankings. There was a lot of things. But the thing that stood out to me was that he's essentially admitted that these inflated purses that they've continued to grow in major championships are not sustainable. Right. And so in order for them to be able to continue to provide a great open championship experience, it's, not, it's, it's unlikely that they're going to continue to have these $20 million purses. Yeah, yeah. And that's, and that's really interesting. That's where the game's gone to, to try to compete with what Liv came in and with unlimited funds, basically, and an open checkbook, decided that they were going to do to make their splash into the game of golf and um, take away um, some of the best players in the world. So um, it's kind of been a knee-jerk reaction with with everybody concerned and with the majors. And I totally understand what he's saying, that it's uh, it's it's not sustainable and it's not going to continue. That was my concern from the beginning. And yep. I think what the Saudis were doing is smoking them. They're basically smoking professional golf out to the yep. point where they, it's like, Hey, you know, you know, lose or join. And that kind of seems where it is. And so again, still so much to be done between now and that end of the year when this framework becomes something more than a framework, but uh, not surprising that these inflated purses, basically they say in the open is not going to continue. to. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 PM Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Hey, sports fans, this is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network and sportsbyline.com. USA News, I'm Corey Myers. A tornado in North Carolina may be contributing to a drug shortage in the U.S. 
An EF3 tornado plowed through the town of Rocky Mount on Wednesday, causing considerable damage to a Pfizer facility that makes nearly 25% of the company's sterile injectable drugs used in U.S. hospitals. An official with the American Society of Health System Pharmacists says hospitals across the U.S. are already seeing shortages of sterile injectable drugs. Pfizer says it's still assessing the damage to determine the impact, but adds all the staff were able to evacuate. I'm Michael Kastner. The Biden administration has gotten voluntary commitments from top AI companies to implement responsible development of that technology. The White House announcing that seven top AI companies have committed to managing the risks posed by artificial intelligence. Democrats in the Senate Judiciary Committee advancing a Supreme Court ethics bill. That bill would set up a code of conduct for Supreme Court justices and would also tighten financial disclosures. The committee said the bill would restore confidence in the high court, while Republicans called it unconstitutional. A Nebraska teenager who used abortion pills to end her pregnancy is going to jail for 90 days. 19-year-old Celeste Burgess sentenced yesterday after she pled guilty earlier this year to illegally concealing human remains. She and her mother were charged last year after police obtained their private Facebook messages. The nation's second largest teachers union says it's fed up with social media's impact on students. The American Federation of Teachers said yesterday it was losing patience with social media apps that it says are contributing to mental health problems and misbehavior in classrooms nationwide. This is USA News. Does your vehicle have over 75,000 miles? Get maximum high-mileage engine protection with Syntec Full Synthetic High Mileage Motor Oil exclusively at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Right now, get five quarts of Syntec High Mileage and a MicroGuard Select oil filter for just $34.99. Limit supply. Ask for Syntec High Mileage at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Do you have heart failure and often hear... Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist and ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. NFL owners have unanimously approved the $6 billion sale of the Washington Commanders. It was voted on yesterday during a special session as owners met in Minneapolis. Dan Snyder, who owned the majority of the Commanders since 1999, has been the subject of multiple investigations over the past three years. The price tag is a record sum for a North American sports franchise. That team sold from Snyder to a group led by businessman Josh Harris and NBA great Magic Johnson, who shared their plan. This new energy, this new ownership in place, ownership that want to win, they're competitive guys. We're going to spend the money where we can. Just let us build this thing the right way. The two-time defending FIFA Women's World Cup champions are set to begin their title defense tonight. Team USA is set to take on Vietnam in their World Cup group stage opener in Auckland, New Zealand. 
San Diego Comic-Con quite a bit different this year as far as panels and autograph sessions with the major movie studios and television networks skipping it. The convention also lacking the A-list celebrities who usually attend. One fan said that it's not that big of a deal that movie stars and the studios aren't part of this year's show. Everybody else will be here, so it's going to be a great convention no matter what. San Diego Comic-Con will run through Sunday. I'm Corey Myers, USA News. This is Ron Barr. Be sure to check out Sports Byline and the 8Side Network's outstanding eight-part podcast series, Behind the Barrier, Voices from the Negro Leagues. Hear Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, and others share their stories of the Negro Leagues, the challenges that the players face, and the importance of Negro League baseball to the game's history. Behind the Barrier is available now on the iHeart Podcast Network and all podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora. Check out Behind the Barrier. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845-800-760-1845-800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Well, we have nine more holes to go, so how about you two fellas follow me to the 10th tee? On to the back nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper. Two players down the middle on the tempo. Here's Brian and Bob. Thank you very much and welcome into the Back Nine, hour number two of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. This is an open championship edition of Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Greg Allen, from a golf commentator from RTE Radio. That's Ireland's national radio. He's a good friend of ours. Sits along media radio row there in the press buildings at the majors with us. If you missed it, go to our Twitter feed at real golf, and we will post that segment for you to listen to. You can also download us where your favorite podcasts are found. We're on Sirius XM two Oh three, iHeartRadio, GNN channel and sports byline channel. And coming at you from our flagship station, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone in Salt Lake City, Utah. 151st Open Championship. It's going to be interesting. Royal Liverpool, we're thinking big names because, of course, Tiger Woods winning in 2006. Rory McIlroy again in 2014. So who else would be the next likely one to win? Well, of course, it's Brian Harmon, who is at 10 under par, <laughs> leading the way by five shots at the halfway point. I, I mean, it's golf, right, Bob? This is the kind of thing that happens. What I have I'm having a hard time trying to explain is what kind of golf was Brian Harmon playing over 36 holes that the rest of the fields couldn't seem to figure out. Well, he got the, I think he got the, the good part of the draw. When you look at the, the difference in scoring average, it's, it's over a shot 
in scoring average from the first to the second round. And he played in the afternoon of the first round and played in a little bit easier conditions in the afternoon of the first round to the and the and the morning of the second round than most of the other guys did. And because of that, um, you know, he was spot on for the first two days. And especially in the second round, four birdies and an eagle on the final hole with no bogeys. Um, he had one chip in for bogey on the or for par on the the back nine that kept his round going, but for the most part, he puts well and he chips well, and that's those are some of the things that he does really, really good with his golf game. I love stats, and PGA Tour, who hooks us up with a few little nuggets, tells us that Brian Harmon, leading by five strokes, is the ninth player in the last 40, to, 40 years to hold a 36-hole lead of five strokes or more in mm. a major championship. Guess what, Bob? Each of the previous eight went on to win. Really? We'll see if Brian Harmon makes it a perfect nine in a row of players holding a 36-hole lead of five or more in a major championship. He's got some players behind him that'll chase him. He's got some weather in a golf course that's tough to overcome. And uh, we'll sit down and watch it all unfold. Stay tuned. Hour number two continues next. Are you looking to improve your baseball swing? You need the Rip Grip Pro. Co-created by Dodgers, AAA star Drew Avens, the Rip Grip Pro will help you stay palm up Palm down and pull the barrel of the bat through the zone instead of pushing it. Check out Drew's videos at ripgrippro.com and you'll see how this can help you or the baseball player in your family improve your ABs. Get the adjustability in your swing that you need. Go to ripgrippro.com. That's ripgrippro.com. Score Back to School is on, and Staples has great prices on everything you need for your best year yet. Save on notebooks. Save on headphones and laptops. Save on pens, markers, and all the essentials. And right now at Staples, save up to 60% on select notebooks, markers, and more. School on, save on at Staples, where school savings are always in session. And 729 Prices may vary in-store and online. Progressive presents an ad from Mom. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive Bundle, that's a cute word. What? Read it again? Okay. When you bundle your home and auto insurance with Progressive, you get round-the-clock protection. Oh, that's darn good. Because once my sister Dottie, my older sister Dottie, her basement flooded. Get round-the-clock protection when you bundle and save with Progressive. It's easier than getting your mom to make this radio ad. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. Are you looking to sell your house? Call 1-800-SELL-FAST to request a free all-cash offer. We can buy your house in days and you don't even have to clean or fix anything. There are no commissions or closing costs. No agents, no open houses, and no banks to deal with. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST or visit sellfast.com to request your cash offer. There's no obligation. Call 1-800-SELL-FAST. That's 1-800-735-5327. Or visit sellfast.com to get your free cash offer. Sellfast is a home buyer referral service. Each office independently owned and operated. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Providers help thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you 
you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-345-2789. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-345-2789. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-345-2789-800-345-2789. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. All right, welcome back in. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. It's Real Golf Radio Open Championship Edition. And uh, always entertaining on the, the, the Twitter feed and uh, does a great job with his analysis from GolfNewsNet.com and Golf News Radio, GNN Radio, Ryan Ballinger joining us. What's up, Ryan? How are you? Good. How are you guys? So we're, when you think of you're on the East Coast, you're a couple hours ahead of us. But how is your open viewing experience with the time and all of that? How do you compare like, hate, whatever compared to the other majors? It's always a little tricky, especially on Thursday and Friday, because they have 156 players all going from the first tee from 6.30 local to, God knows, 4.30 in the afternoon, their time. So I'm not there at 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I just can't do that. Uh, I get up <laughs> 6-ish and then just kind of hope something crazy didn't happen. But then you get to Saturday and Sunday, they cut the field, right? It's half the field. I, I can be up at 7 in the morning. And, and watching golf. That's totally fine. And by then, all the guys who are relevant are teeing off. It, it works out great. It is absolutely the best then. But Thursday and Friday are a little tricky. So do you do you tape it? I mean, do you tape it and no. then fast view it or anything? You just jump in when you wake up. I just jump in in the cold water and see what's out there. I mean, the good <laughs> news is the RNA does such a good job now. Uh, that, I mean, they have long done a good job on social, but I mean, you can just scroll through their Twitter feed and get caught up on anything that really mattered within a matter of minutes. And then if you need to fill in some gaps, the open website is fantastic. You can track shots, see holes, play foot, you know, play highlights. You can get what you need to get caught up pretty quickly. You know what? I do like that. They've, uh, I, I haven't noticed the details as much in the past as I have this year, especially the statistics when you can jump in there and you can sort through all of the strokes gained the off the tee into the greens. And then if you drill down, even in short game is one of my favorites, you can see how many bunkers they've found and in putting, see how many three putts they've had. You can see the distances that they've made from, I mean, there's a lot of actually really informative uh, statistics there that you can kind of get a sense of what this guy's doing out there, what's working for him, what's not. So from that standpoint, you know, hats off, well done. Um, uh, on on the app and the website. Yeah, the presentation is very, very good. The the shot trails that they show are over satellite overlays of the course, so I mean, you get a really good idea of what's actually out there, not some virtual representation of it. Uh, kudos to the, the RNA for putting the strokes gain stuff out there, and they have done a lot better with statistics for sure. And, and same thing with the Masters, by the way. I mean, the Masters many years ago committed to making statistics an important part of the tournament. I feel like they kind of led the way to to where we are now, where you really get a good idea of what's happening statistically with these golfers. So, Ryan, what do you think about the golf course um, and Royal Liverpool? You know, the last two, we've had some great champions, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, and 
in 2006, Rory in 2014. Bobby Jones won his Grand Slam in, in uh, 1930. Um, you also had Roberto Davidsonzo win on this golf course. Your thoughts about Royal Liverpool and this golf course this week? I've really enjoyed it. I, I think people were willing to come after it for the internal out of bounds, but three and 18 are compelling tee shots. I mean, Tyrrell Hatton today <laughs> just absolutely blasted two out of bounds on the right. I mean, Brooks Kepka thinking about the cut line. It's the second shot. OB it, it, it forced Tommy Fleetwood to think differently about 18 today. It, it really does come into play. I, I think people were really ready to get upset about 17, the new 17, I think it's looked really good. It doesn't seem like it's that crazy of a green to hit. Now, weekend could be a different story, and this could ruin everything. But it seems like so far it's a solid par three. I, I like the challenge of the golf course. It the, Every player that I have seen talk about that you can pretty much bogey every hole. You can make a mistake on every hole. That's championship golf. That That is what should happen at this level. So I, I think it's a tremendous test, and I, I'm glad that it's, it's showing out pretty well. People may not like the name's on the leaderboard, but the challenge is very good. Greg Allen, RTE Radio, I think you probably know. He's uh, over in Ireland. He's a good dude. He sits with us on Radio Row at the Majors. And he, he joined us in the last hour. He, he actually said that it kind of needed that 17th and those in-course out-of-bounds. It sort of needed those because it, it's an otherwise kind of forgettable golf course. Like he said, he's played it three or four times. He's been there many times for events and whatnot, and he – doesn't necessarily remember one hole to the next. It's a little bit forgettable was his comments. And so he thinks that this actually gives it some identity, gives it something, you know, yeah. the, the flat bunkers and all that kind of stuff, flat, flat bottom bunkers kind of gives it a little bit something that you can identify with on Royal Liverpool. Yeah, I would completely agree. Uh, there was the notice from the RNA today that they were going to rake the bunkers, not quite flat because of the way it was drying out. So, I mean, some players probably got a little upset about getting close to some bases, but it, they are interesting bunkers. I mean, they, they have caused a lot of problems so far for a lot of different players, and they're everywhere. And I think the thing that Tiger stripped it of that identity in 2006 because he managed to avoid all of them. And I think people thought, okay, well, there's a lot of bunkers, just none of them are in play. And it turns out there are a lot of them in play now. And they are yeah. not easy. They're not fun. Um, that, that is the penalty of this golf course. So I think the, the identity that, that Greg might be talking about really is it can snap. It can, it can jump up and get you really at any minute. And you have to be extremely careful in this course. Paul Azinger also said that the thing that Tiger, the way he played this golf course is keep it out of the bunkers and don't three putt. And if the game has morphed into such where Guys are pushing it down there as hard as they can and as far as they can, and that's where these bunkers are sitting. And, and you know, if if that's what you're going to do, then you pay the price if you hit a ball uh, offline. You know, we were talking about 17. The lowest score on 17 in the first two days is a one. We saw a hole-in-one in the second round, and the highest score is a six. And then um, on the 18th hole, the lowest score is, of course, a three. Cameron Smith made a three to make the cut. Um, and then the highest score is a 10. That guy got got stuck in some bunkers and, and had a difficult time. But 
when it comes down to the golf course, it's really playable, and it's really going to be interesting to see what happens over the next two days as they're looking at some weather to come in, um, you know, the winds, and also some moisture. And the wind is supposed to clock a little bit over the next couple of days, at least based on the original forecast, which was I think Saturday was supposed to be out of the south, and then Sunday was supposed to be out of the west. So a little bit more like we've seen the first couple of days. But tomorrow, if the weather holds, if the forecast holds, it's supposed to be completely different. So 15 playing and 18 playing downwind, they, they shouldn't tomorrow. They should play into the wind. 600-yard par fives into the wind, that's interesting. That's different. <laughs> um, I, I think the bunkering, to get back to that, really bothers these guys. Scotty Scheffler said ahead of the tournament, he went on a little mini diatribe about, the bunkers and not liking that the ball rolled in so close to the faces. Cause he said, well, if you hit it far, then that's kind of what players are trying to do. And it just lands right in there. And I think he misunderstands what the point of the golf course is saying about what is a good shot. Hitting a good shot is barely rolling into the bunker. Hitting a bad shot is blasting it right into the middle of it. And that's what the expectation is. If you run it in there with force, you're going to pay a penalty for it so that, there is very much a strategic element in thinking required, I think, to do well here. Ryan Ballinger, Golf News Net, joining us here on Real Golf Radio. How about this Brian Harmon, huh? Tell us what your thoughts are. And I understand you actually put a quid down or two, huh? Yeah, I have a little little coin on Brian Harmon. Put it on before the tournament at 100 or 110 to 1. He's been playing really good golf. And he is a particularly streaky player, but he is such a gamer, a grinder kind of guy. I don't think the weather tomorrow, if it manifests itself, is going to bother him all that much. He's a tremendous putter. He's got a really clever short game. I, I really like what he has done the first couple of days. Nothing particularly flashy. He knows he putts well. Just hit greens. Give yourself 20 and 25-footers. Maybe you make a couple 10-footers and 15-footers. You make a 125-footer here and there. He made an eagle on 18 today. Had a beautiful approach what, 15 feet or something to make Eagle to post 10 under. And that was a big deal. I mean, getting to eight un- or 10 under instead of nine under or eight under had he parred the hole, that's a big jump. I mean, that's a big move to have a five-shot lead at the halfway point. So for him, I, I think tomorrow is figuring out what the weather is going to be like and figuring out how the course is playing before he ever gets out there because he's going to have more than a day go by before he plays again from when he ended. So he's got to understand how the golf course has changed, see what the weather impact is, and then figure out a strategy based on that. You see, if uh, Ryan were Irish, he would have just said, simply said it this way. I like the cut of his jib around here. That was, I like the cut of his jig. I'd never heard that before, but uh, Greg dropped that on us, and I had to turn it into a draw. I like the cut of his jib around here. <laughs> Ryan, you like the cut of his jig around there, don't you? I've heard that phrase. I love that phrase. I, I haven't heard it in a while, but uh, I, I do. I, he is <laughs> there's kind of some legendary stories about him when he was in college at the University of Georgia that he really put it on some guys, and he knew how to get motivated when he felt slighted by someone who perceived themselves as better competition or a better player, and he'd just stick it to them. I mean, and I don't think he has that kind of chip on his shoulder now as a professional golfer, but I'm sure he could go and find it if people start to kind of look down on him as a potential open champion or look at him as someone likely to give up this big lead that he has. Plus, he looks like Mike, Mark Wahlberg, right? 
He does. Yeah, he does. Yeah, okay. He's got a little bit of that. You yeah. know, I mean, he's a, he's a short guy. I mean, he doesn't. It, he's stocky on a course where the two guys that won previously in in our lifetime in our modern era were long hitters and great drivers of the ball. This is not that guy. I mean, he is. He's not long, but he's got an incredible short game. And I think being a lefty here actually helps. A lot of the yeah. shots this course requires are friendlier for a left-hander than a right-hander. Mm. Hey, Rye, I hope you win that money. But I hope it's an exciting tournament and he doesn't go run away and hide. We'll find out what he does on uh, the third round and how close it can be for Sunday. As always, great insights. Fun to talk golf with you, man. Thank you, guys. As long as he wins by one, that's all I need. That's, <laughs> that's it. That, that's, that's all that counts. A, a dub is a dub. Ryan Ballinger joining us. Golfnewsnet.com. Follow him on Twitter. Check him out. GNN Radio on iHeart as well. Short break. When we come back, it's America's favorite caddy here on an open edition of Real Golf Radio. I am a non-attorney spokesperson representing a team of lawyers who've helped people that have been injured or wronged. If you've had a revision or removal surgery of a hernia mesh implant after 2008, pay close attention to this message. Hernia mesh manufacturers have recalled some of the mesh material that may have been used in your surgery due to high failure rate. The FDA has even blamed the recalled mesh material for some of the worst of the health issues reported by doctors and patients. If you've had two or more hernia surgeries for the same issue and you're having severe complications, call the legal helpline now. You could receive a free cash award and have your medical expenses covered. And there's no upfront cost to you. They only get paid if you win. So please call now. 800-817-2968-800-817-2968-800-817-2968 That's 800-817-2968 If you're moving to another state, you're getting a fresh start in a brand new town. And when you choose a moving company to help get your valuable possessions to that new home of yours, you want somebody that's going to take care of your things like you would. That's why you need to call Colonial Van Lines. They're America's number one moving company for a reason. Because they'll take care of your things like they would their possessions. They'll use caution so nothing gets damaged. And they won't treat you like a number, they'll treat you like a friend. And when you call now on a qualified move across state lines, they'll give you a $250 discount. Move your things the right way. Call Colonial Van Lines now for a free quote. Call now to learn more about this special $250 long-distance move discount. 800-847-0225. 800-847-0225. That's 800-847-0225. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter, If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. Priced at only $297 for a full pair. And no, these are not simply amplifiers. These are ultra-high quality, ultra-reliable hearing aids, priced thousands less than other hearing aids. They fit right in your ear. Nothing shows on the back of your ear. And at only $297 for a full pair. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-278-1738. 800-278-1738. 800-278-1738. 
That's 800-278-1738. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. This segment is brought to you in part by Black Desert Resort. Go to blackdesertresort.com. Find out about this new Tom Weiskopf Championship Design Golf Course that has attracted both the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour beginning in September, fall, October of 2024. Ladies are coming LPGA in the spring of 2025, and you can be a part of it. You can own real estate. You can stay. You can play right now. Go to blackdesertresort.com and find out all that is available at the all-new Black Desert Resort in St. George, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on an Open Championship edition of Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor. He's Bob Casper. Thanks again to Ryan Ballingy. Hey, Caddy is going to join us, but uh, he was not available for this segment. So hopefully he will be joining us in just a moment because I know he's got some some pretty strong feelings about this golf course. It's been surprising, Bob, to see the some of the texts he's been sending over to us. Not a big fan. He's calling it Plinko Golf, Bob. And uh, <laughs> apparently he doesn't like the idea that a good shot and a bad shot uh, could at, uh, basically have the same result. Or but isn't bad, that what you get with Link's golf? That's kind of what I was thinking. That I don't know that that's unique to Royal Liverpool. That feels like that's Link's wide that you get some of those. And right. we always talk about the element of luck that is involved with playing Link's golf. You got to have a little bit of it, whether it's getting the right draw with the weather or getting the right bounces when that one happens to just hop over the the face of a bunker. The other one buries in the face of a bunker, and it's a two shot, three shot swing. Now. To that end, Bob, this golf course, when you start looking at players with five-shot leads at the halfway point, I mentioned the stat that the PGA Tour threw out there saying that the last eight players with a five-shot lead at a halfway point in a major have all gone on to win. Mm -hmm. So will Brian Harmon make it nine? Well, I will say this. As diabolical as 17 and 16, 17 and 18 are there, and several other holes, We've yeah. seen big swings. We've seen swings where I think it was on 15 uh, on Friday where I'm trying to That's think which four or five, 15, one of the, yeah, where one 14 of, is an extremely difficult hole. And there were guys making bogeys right and left on that hole. I'm thinking of 13 actually. That's the par three, right? Yes. And I, I'm trying to think of which group it was. It might've been, um, now I forget who I was watching, but one of the players got into a bunker. Mm-hmm. Took a couple to get out, while yep. another pl- player hit it on the green and two and knocked it in for birdie. I think it was Jason Day knocked it in for birdie, and uh, whoever he was playing with might have been Matt Fitzpatrick. That's who it was. Fitzy got stuck in a bunker, made six. Jason yes. Day made two. That's a four shot swing on one hole. Yeah. So all I'm saying is, you got a five shot lead. You we we have seen a four shot swing on one particular hole. So I don't think that we're looking at a runaway per se. That's not to jinx or not to express any lack of of confidence in Brian Harmon. I'm just saying there's a lot to take place. And let's not forget, Harmon's finding himself in a situation that he's really not been in before. It's almost better if he was a shot ahead, isn't it, Bob? Or now I know you're going to say no. I I would rather be ten shots ahead. But you start, (laughs) you find yourself starting to have those. You know, feelings like, oh, crap, I could really blow yeah. this thing. Yeah. Or even worse, I get ahead of yourself. Man, this is going to be, I could win the Claret Jug. Yeah. 
And, and, you know, and that's the thing. Um, what just one hiccup and you let a bunch of guys in these guys don't, these guys don't sit still. If they shoot even par, they get lapped. If they shoot one under par, they get lapped. But on a course like this, if you can shoot three or four under, you're going to make a huge move and a big bounce. Uh, Step Straka shoots even par in the first round and comes back with four under in the second round. And now he is in third position. Um, one shot behind Tommy Fleetwood. So it's this, there's still 36 holes left to go on the, in this golf tournament. And a lot can happen within the next 36 holes in the next two days of playing golf there, especially with the weather conditions, with the rain coming in, the clouds coming in, it getting a little bit colder um, and the winds up with the moisture. It's going to be very, very interesting right now. If you're going to take, you got final group, you got Brian Harmon, you got Tommy Fleetwood. If you had to put money on them right now, which one are you putting money on? Just those two, not nobody else. Just those two. Which one are you picking? I, I would go Fleetwood right mm, now. Wow, spotting them five, still going with Fleetwood. Why? Yeah, I, and I and I. The reason I would say that is strictly because he lives there. He's played this golf course a lot of times. He's played it in different conditions and and all the different conditions and winds and stuff like that. I would give him a little bit of an edge because of his experience there. Okay, but can I tell you why Brian Harmon's twice as good as Tommy Fleetwood? Why? Because he has two wins on the PGA Tour to Tommy's zero. That's true. Oh, Tommy, look, I'm just saying, Tommy's looking for his first PGA Tour win. He is a six-time yeah. winner on the DP World Tour. He has been in the highest of pressure situations in Ryder Cups. He's shot low scores in major championships. Can he's, I tell you two reasons why Tommy Fleetwood? He's. Yeah, I'm making your point for you. I'm making your point. He's been there a lot more often in these kind of situations. Yeah, two good reasons, 63-63 in the final round of <laughs> right. U.S. Open. So you got 63 reasons why. I see what you just did there. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, so uh, that's the way it's, uh, it sets up. Brian Harmon, Tommy Fleetwood there in the final group. Sepp Straka. Minwoo Lee, how about Minwoo Lee with a little 68? That's yeah. uh, I think that was the third best score of Friday. Yeah. Jason Day with the second best score there with a 67. That's pretty good, 72-67. Uh, Shabankar Sharma, I just have to say it because it's so fun to say. Shabankar it Sharma. Is. Uh, I almost feel like you're putting a little Shama. you're putting a little accent on there, but with the er <laughs> like a little uh, you know Australian accent. Yeah. Feels like it should yep. be Shabanka, but it's Shabanker, Shabanker Sharma. Shabanker. Yeah. Yep. So, I like that. We've got a we've so, got a, yeah. Go ahead. Emiliano Guerrero also at two under par. Jordan Spieth at two under par. Cameron Young at two under par. Shot uh, one over in the first round. Came back with three under. So um, Cameron. Young is starting to come around. He was close in an event just a few weeks ago. And then now um, he's back in an open championship where he finished second last year to Cameron Smith. And here uh, he's getting back in the mix tied for seventh. What did, Cameron shoot, a, what did Cameron shoot in the final round? Did he shoot? Was that 64, 62? What did he, he drop some crazy number on the final round last year? Yeah, he St. shot Andrews. a good number. Cameron Smith shot 64 last That's year in it. the final round. I think he yeah. shot a 62 or three, if I'm not mistaken. Cameron Young did. It yeah. was ridiculous. I don't remember. I'll have to go. We'll have to go back and look. But also, Rory McIlroy's just one one shot back of that at one under par. Um, he's struggled just a little bit. You know, he got off to a good start in the second round and then got back to over par and made a couple birdies coming in, including a birdie on his final hole, and uh, and got back to one under par. And then uh, Max Homa, unfortunately, three under par in the in the first round, but came back in two over par in the second round. 
um, and was going along pretty good. Tell me for one of quite the, a while. Tell me one of the chasers you like. You know, you've got major championship winners there in Jason Day at three under par. You've got Jordan Spieth at two under par. Um, yeah. Rory McIlroy at one. Tell me some of the chasers. If you had to pick one of those, who are you picking to make a run on Saturday to get themselves close enough that hopefully they have a shot on Sunday? Well, I like, you know, Jason Day, he, he won uh, this year. And Jason Day continues to tighten up his game and play better and better. So I think he would be a good one. I think Spieth would be a good one. Spieth might have a four under par or a five under par round in him tomorrow mm. or today and uh, and have an opportunity to get back in the mix. Yeah, the bit of a resurgence there by Jason Day. A lot of attention on Ricky Fowler's sort of comeback. And I think you're seeing... Maybe a lot of people are missing the fact that Jason Day is having that little comeback of his own as well. So, yeah, you're right, 60, uh, 67 uh, in that second round. That's pretty dang good. Let's yeah. scroll down way down the leaderboard, Bob, and you look right on the cut line. There is Ricky Fowler, Adam Scott, yep. Scotty Scheffler, Brooks Kepka, Patrick Cantlay. How about all those big names just making it on the number? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Brooks Kepka double bogeyed the final hole. Um, to get to three over par and just made the cut by a shot. Scotty Scheffler was in a greenside bunker in two on the 18th hole, hit his shot, and it caught the top of the hill just above the bunker and and bounced a little bit to the left and went down. It looked like it was almost going to go in the hole and ended about two feet, but he had to make that to um, to get inside the cut line. And then the big move was Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith made eagle on the 18th hole and jumped from four over par to two over par, which was amazing as well. Um, good to see Ricky Fowler make the cut, especially after finishing second here the last time. A couple notables that did not make the cut, Bob. Keegan Bradley, Colin Morikawa, uh, Tony Finau, yep. Justin Rose, Sam Burns, as we were talking about from Ryder Cup standpoint. And then you kind of scroll all the way down. Taylor Gooch, who's had a year on the Live Tour, um, Phil Mickelson plus yep, nine. Phil Mickelson. Um, yep. Dustin Johnson. How about him? What he, did he shoot? Plus 13. It, it, it was, it's crazy. He shot 13 12 over 13. Yeah, he did. He did. He shot 81 in the second round. And the crazier part about that is freaking, uh, can I say that on the radio? Yeah. That's my little Idaho coming yeah. out. But yeah, but John Daly beat Dustin Johnson by a shot over 36 holes in the open championship. Hmm. That that that's that just doesn't happen. That should not happen. Justin no, it Thomas should not happen. Justin Thomas yep. by the way got John Daly by a shot. He was on the wrong side of that for a bit. Yep. Danny McCarthy there. We talked about him and all the great the way he's playing. I don't know if you like to see him shooting 12 over through 36 holes on this golf course, but you right. know, um yeah. Some guys just didn't quite have it this week, and they were exposed in a big way. Stay tuned. More of the Open Championship edition of Real Golf Radio continues next. Everyone expects distance from their driver. We're shifting the paradigm to deliver far more than that. We constructed the first ever 360 carbon chassis. It's 44% lighter than titanium, shifting weight to actively enhance both distance and forgiveness. Now you get 15% tighter downrange dispersion in our longest driver ever. This is the new paradigm in performance from Callaway, the kings of distance. It looks like a blade. It feels like a blade. 
but it performs unlike any other. The new Odyssey Tri-Hot 5K is a radical departure from traditional thinking. With multi-material construction, a shallow CG, and MOI over 5,000, we've actually made the blade forgiving. The days of sacrificing performance for looks and feel just ended. The new Tri-Hot 5K, it's a blade unlike any other. From Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. We all love heading to St. George for year-round fun, especially golf. But where to stay is always a challenge, and getting a tee time can be tough. What's been missing is a Scottsdale-style golf resort where you can stay and play and own your own residence. That's why we're building Black Desert Resort at Entrada, offering exceptional amenities from a spa, world-class dining and shopping, water park, and a Tom Weiskopf championship golf course. It's literally an outdoor paradise. Find out about exclusive real estate opportunities available now at blackdesertresort.com. This is not about splitting hairs. It's more precise than that. It's knowing to one one thousandth of an inch that every layer of every Chrome Soft is manufactured precisely, which we confirm with proprietary 3D X-ray. Precision technology is not an industry standard, but it is ours. You can hope your ball performs consistently, or you can know it will with precision technology. Chrome Soft, better for the best, better for everyone. Sometimes, less is more. Like creating a revolutionary new raw face to maximize spin in every possible condition. But other times, more is more. Like taking the most aggressive groove in golf and adding even more advanced wedge technology. Like optimized tungsten weighting. It takes true innovation to deliver pure spin in its rawest form. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Now, back to Real Golf Radio with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. Welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. And guess what? We found him. There are bag rats. And then there are caddies. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is. The Caddy on Real Golf Radio. Yeah, the Caddy joins us weekly here on Real Golf Radio, and I know he has a particular fondness for this championship. The Open Championship. Caddy, how are you? If you haven't played Lynx Golf, you need to go play Lynx Golf. There's nothing like it. It's, it's I, awesome. I heard you once played with Tom Watson. Tom oh, Watson. That was fun. <laughs> that was fun. That was last week. That was good stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, That's good right. stuff. Good stuff. So I asked uh, one of our friends from Ireland, whose uh, name is Greg Allen. He works for the Ireland uh, National Radio RTE about Tommy Fleetwood. I said, "What? What? What do you think of Tommy Fleetwood?" And uh, he basically this is the response he gave me. He would be a hugely popular winner, and uh, I like the cut of his jib around here. He, he's in a ball striking zone at the moment, which is um, really, really sweet. Did you catch all that? I actually could translate that for you if you'd like. The the cut of his jib part, that's something we hear a lot in the States. Yeah. I like the cut of his jib. No, um, I like the cut I'm of his thinking, jib around here. I can't but help think of the greatest description of Tommy Fleetwood. If you lined up all the tour players and you said, find the guy who looks like the homeless man who robbed a Nike store. <laughs> right? I mean, wow. come on. That was a parody. 
another genius parody going with the Jim Furyk golf swing looks like an octopus falling out of a tree. You know, I mean, he <laughs> comes up with some good ones. Comes up now. How big a win would it be if Tommy Sleep would want to? It's a home game practically. He's oh, from yeah. right there, twenty miles you know? away. Somebody said an English player hasn't won the Open in England for forty years or since Jacklin. Is that true? That's true. Faldo never won it. Faldo won all his in Scotland, huh? Apparently, yeah, yeah. Sandy Lyle won it in Scotland. Cool. He's well, he's Scottish. He's a Welsh. Oh, he's Scottish. Yeah. My, my apologies, Sandy. He's not English. Um, yeah, that'd be a big deal. Wow. So, what yeah. do you what do you think of the golf course so far? So, this one's my least favorite of the Open Championship courses. I caddy. Why? I don't like the bunkers and. It's not the greensiders. I don't like the fairway bunker design philosophy on this particular course. Now, you have to understand that when I caddied, it was the really baked out week that Tiger won it. Right. And uh, where the ball was just running and running and running and running. And I think I'm not quite sure I can give it a fair assessment because Everything went into the bunkers. You could hit a great shot and it would roll sideways into the bunkers because it was so, it was like a pool table. Maybe it's not that bad, but I, I just thought it was a little, little crazy how it kind of sucked the balls into the bunkers on any shot. Now, Tiger just laid up short of all of them and then hit long iron into every green. Never That's hit one. Well, isn't, that, isn't that what you want to do anyway? You want to take what the course gives you and, and play to your strengths based on what the course will give you and what, what it allows you to do. And these guys are the best players in the world. I don't understand why they continue to keep pushing it down the fairway and take on those bunkers to have uh, an opportunity for a pitch out. Well, I think the problem is at most of the open courses, you do run it past some of the bunkers and you do take some of them on. Um, that's, if my memory serves me right, Tiger didn't take any of one. He's just laying no. short of everything. He hit one driver. He, yeah, he's sitting four irons from 220 into every green and hitting them and holing out a couple four irons. I mean, he hit it pretty good, right? So, yeah, this one just seems I, – I just remember going out there thinking, man, you go – and look, they are – they are. I think they're more brutal than the other ones. I mean, the they rake – they change the way they rake the bunkers – for Friday's round. Now, if that doesn't tell you they think something was astray, why would they have changed it? And I think the reason the change was made was because the walls are just kind of more perpendicular and not a little bit sloped so your ball doesn't go nestle right against the wall every time. So, yeah, I mean, that's my that's my big complaint, as I recall, with the course. So, Here, here's what I love about it. It's not particularly long as far as yardage goes, right? But it creates length in the positioning of the 
challenges that it presents, right? Whether it's in course out of bounds, we could debate whether that's hokey or whether you like that. The positioning of the bunkers, the playing of the wind, knowing the which way the wind direction is going to go that day and setting pins accordingly. You know, it, it really effectively lengthens the golf course and takes the big big dog out, the big weapon that these tour players have, and that's hitting it high and far off the tee. So I, I think if you kind of rein that back in, I like the fact that they can do that and on a golf course that's been hosting these things since the 1800s. Yeah, I think there's degrees of that, though, because uh, let's say you have an island green and it's three, you know, 6,000 square feet, and then if you make it 40 square feet, where it's literally 10 feet by 10 feet, that's raining it in. And, well, gosh, two guys made an ace and three guys made birdie. Yeah, about 142 guys hit it in water 15 feet from the hole. They hit great shots and were every bit as bad as bad shots. So the TBC Sawgrass is a good example of a course where you rein in the driver on a lot of guys, but they can still hit it on these holes where it's reined in, and they still have a reasonable amount of room to hit it on those holes. When you tighten it so much that you just take it out of play, period, then it's kind of weird. Uh, it's like Bob Jones said, he never liked a par five. You had to lay up on off the tee. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm with it on that. I like, I like holes, but I mean, they're certainly okay to have a, an occasional hole, like eight at Pebble, where you can't hit a driver at all. It's just restricted, period. But you don't want that on the entire golf course. So I remember the way it played when I was there. It, it kind of just was like, well, why is anybody hitting a driver down here? Although I will say most guys still did. Most guys got in trouble and Tiger shot like a million under and beat everybody. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what, And that's what Tiger said. Tiger said, don't hit it in the bunkers and limit your three putts and, and don't hit it in the bunkers. And that's yeah, what he you, this, this, this is probably the, there's probably another, uh, not another golf course where hitting into the bunkers does more damage than this one does. These are, oh, yeah. and look, it, it, it is, I mean, think about this too. Um, one of the things I would disagree with, with golf in general at the higher level is that bunkers are, are not only are they not hazards, green sites, especially for tour pros, they're easier than missing it in the rough most exactly. of the time. So it's nice to 100%. see bunkers play. It's nice to see bunkers play as hazards. I think these are just a little too extreme. That's all. Caddy, what, how would you describe what we witnessed from Justin Thomas? Uh, he shot 11 over in the second round and missed the cut. I mean, this is a guy. First round, that, 11 over, but second round, even par. Sorry. You're right. 82-71, and he misses the cut. He's dropped to, he's 75th in the FedEx Cup. He's already down to 20 in the world ranking. He was down, he was number one for a while, I think. Uh, he said he was talking to Fowler and to Spieth about, this is the first time he's kind of had a little bit of a slump. Uh, he didn't want to call it that, but it's, it's, how does that happen so quickly? I mean, he won the PGA Championship, like what, 13 months ago? Yeah. Yeah, it's my first instinct when this happens to somebody like that is there is a physical problem with them. Mm. There's something physical going on, most likely. 
And what you hope is, is that the physical doesn't bleed into the mental because the physical usually can most of the time can be addressed and fixed, but you hope it doesn't feed into the, to the mental part of the game. And when it, it does by having it continue for long enough and then sooner or later it starts getting into your head. But yeah, it's, you couldn't see this coming for JT. This is a big shocker. Um, but I got to believe he's got something wrong with him. You know, whether it's a, I don't know, that'd be a swing thing. It's, it's probably something body wise or I, I mean, I heard he changed his diet cause he was having trouble. I think that's probably the, that would seem to be the, the problem. Something going on with that. So hopefully he will figure it out and get back to being JT because we all love seeing JT compete. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Bob Your thoughts? I, go ahead. Do you, pick, do you pick him for the Ryder Cup? Boy, that is a tough call. I would say, well, we don't have a whole ton of time left, do we? No. Um, it's after Tour Championship? Yeah, and he may not even get in the playoffs. He's 75th and only 70 get in this year. Yeah, that's a that's a tough call. Um I'd have to look at the team chemistry. I'd probably talk with some of the guys. Now, I think if you talk with some of the guys, they're going to tell you, oh, we want JT to play. And it, it's hard to say. Um, it's happened so quickly. But And just a couple of weeks ago, didn't he play really well at Hartford? He was travelers. He was shot low numbers there, I think. But, yeah, that that's a tough call. Um my my leaning right now would be, you know, fifty one percent not taking him, but it would be very close either way. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy it's tough to leave off a guy who just won the PGA Championship last year and has all this experience and is yeah. a good team chemistry guy. He's probably a great team chemistry guy for everybody. I gotta believe. So that's that's a tough. He's a tough one to leave off, even if he doesn't seem to have his A game. You know, plus you got to consider, hey, most of the Ryder Cup is, is is a team competition. And sometimes an injured player can do pretty well in a team competition um, as well. So It's definitely something go. to look at. Bob and I were talking about how good that team was two years ago and how you thought it would all stay intact. Well, it there might be several guys that aren't playing uh, for this next one. It'll be interesting. But, Caddy, good stuff. Enjoy the rest of the weekend at the Open, and this will be a topic we'll continue to address. Thanks, bud. Cheerio. There you go. That's the Caddy here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. We'll wrap up the show next. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a continuous glucose monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. 
work. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-390-5160 If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can and start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Talking golf with Brian Taylor and Bob Casper. One day you'll get it. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. It's Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks to the caddy for joining us. Really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, Ryan Balangi, Golf News Net, joined us. Craig Allen from Ireland National Radio, RTE. Joined us from across the pond there at Liverpool. So, yeah, really, uh, I thought it was fun. It's, it's interesting to break down uh, the golf course, the quirkiness of it, as well as the players that are there. Yeah. When you look at this board, Bob, you know, you got Brian Harmon up there with a five-shot lead. Tommy Fleetwood, who a lot of people picked, including me coming into this. But he's five shots back. And then you kind of have to scroll down. There's not a whole lot of big firepower until you see kind of Jordan Speed, Jason Day, maybe. Cam Young, who finished runner-up last week, last year rather, uh, Rory McIlroy, who won last week at one under par. Well, how do you see this playing out? Well, you know, the interesting thing is this this thing could be turned on its head pretty quick. With this golf course, if a guy gets a little bit off because it's a razor's edge with those bunkers off the tee and everything, guy gets a little bit off, he can make he can make a couple numbers and get going the wrong direction pretty quick. And if one of those guys behind him um, – 
catches lightning in a bottle, starts hitting it like Harmon has been doing the first two days, he could uh, he could run right up the leaderboard or vault up the leaderboard pretty quick. So um, it all depends on what happens tomorrow with 90%, 97% chance of rain or moisture. Um, not as strong of winds, um, but this golf course is going to be tough. It's going to be tough the next two days, and we're going to have a great champion. You know, he's only hit one bunker so yep. far through 36 holes. He's had no yep. three putts. He's following Tiger's recipe to win an open championship on Lynx Golf, so we'll see if he's able to hold on. It would be quite a feat for Brian Harmon, who's had two wins on the PGA Tour, but certainly this would be the biggest, as he would be the champion golfer of the year. Stay tuned. We'll talk about it next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Thanks to Dave Glauser, our producer, for Bob Casper. I'm Brian Taylor. We'll see you next week. Enjoy the Open Championship, and we'll talk to you here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, this is Rick Tittle. Tune in every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Pacific time for the video game review. We'll review games. We'll give away a brand new game. We'll talk cheat codes, new releases, and your calls as well. That's right here every Sunday night on the Sports Byline USA Broadcast Network. Hey, sports fans, this is Andy Dorf. Check out my show, Dorf on Sports Byline Sunday, each and every Sunday, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific time on Dorf on Sports on the Sports Byline USA Radio Network and SportsByline.com.